Welcome to Ontrosophy. This episode was recorded while we were hiking in the beautiful foothills of Palo Alto. We were presenting it in two parts. This is the second part. Happy listening. So this guy who was asking the question, he just told me that to become the richest person on the planet. His response was, he does not think anyone who becomes one ever thinks about becoming the richest person on the planet. Because that aspiration is made up. No one truly has that aspiration. People can have aspirations to have healthy life or you know, enjoy life. It's just that money sort of makes all of these things happen, so it's a proxy for that. But it really, no one wants to be the richest person. It means nothing. You know, we have talked about this before, but I think it's bad. The concept of the world wants us to be in a place other than where we are at, at the moment. Always. 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 Okay? Always. The entire advertising industry is centered around, hey, you shouldn't be here, you should be somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. Constantly. Constantly. I've been thinking about how that plays in a bootstrap entrepreneur's journey, right? And how do you sort of reconcile? Because in some ways, you're trying to start the path because, hey, I'm not going to be here. I'm going to be there somewhere else. Yeah. But then at every point in time, there are perturbations saying, hey, you can't be here. Yeah. Yeah. Let me somewhere else. Yeah. It's constant struggle. Philosophically, I would say there are a few parts to why we feel this is not the right place or we should go somewhere where we need to go. One is just when you are true to yourself, you will be there where there won't be anybody else. Because you are unique by design. Your, your pathways are unique. So if you listen to yourself, you will be lonely because nobody else has the same path. And being lonely, maybe evolutionarily, is a very scary thing. I don't know who said this. I'd rather be me because everybody else will take it. <laughs> But me is a scary. Me is perhaps like when you meet you, you, uh-huh. I don't think anything is more scary than meeting yourself. Because what happens is you feel a huge amount of inadequacy. It really makes everything real for you. Trusting your instinct and saying, oh, this is where I want to be and do that like fully is like an ultimate state of mind. Most times, we do it like 98% of the way. The 2% is always you're looking out and saying, hey, if only somebody could just touch on our back and pat us to say, no, no, you, this is a good place to be. That desire leads to confusion. And then what other people are saying, it's not that they truly want to manipulate us or anybody else. They also think that where they are, is if more people could join them, that would be better for them. So if somebody has a point of view and they think, okay, if I can convince 10 other people, because even if I know this is a great point of view, if other people are not convinced, is it really a great point of view? Like, they all provide the same way. So they, they put it out there. You look at it, and you are, let's say you are more unsure than that guy is. You're going to, I'm going to move there, because there is safety in numbers. I've measured by retweets and likes and all likes. of that, yeah. And then, once you are in that mode of, let me... Once you agree with this thesis that where you are is not optimal, then you look for an optimal place. And that is a never-ending, never-ending journey. Because you were already at the optimal place. You'll never find the optimal place from external sources. 
this does not exist. For the same reason, opportunity cost does not exist. The whole thing is made up. Like opportunity cost makes a key premise that one cannot know that if you're, if you're doing something out of pure inspiration, that we still have to run it through an Excel sheet and judge that whether that action really makes sense in some optimal set of criteria. If you're truly inspired to do something, that question is moot. Because how else would you do anything else and have a better quality of life? It cannot. There is no other thing. You're inspired to do this thing, and that is all. It gives you everything in the moment when you're doing it. The other thing promises some outcome that will justify suboptimality of present experience. Someday something will happen, and you look back on your experience, and you die, you say, hey, I actually made the right choice, even if while getting there was a miserable experience, at least not the optimal one. But at the contrary to that, if somebody is truly doing in each moment what they want to do, then they have the most optimal experience of life, irrespective of the outcome, because outcome was just one instance, maybe one placard of one bounty, one IPO. But that lasted like a day. But getting there was like 10 years. Interesting. So yeah, I mean, that, that part about society, I mean, society is not purposefully trying to trick us, but it is true. Everything we read constantly tells us, I mean, look at the blogs and LinkedIn posts and all of this. It's always about 10 things you can do to better yourself. Like, all of this is on the premise that you are not, you're not good enough. There's something more to be done to your life. And we constantly buy into it. You think consumerism has penetrated entrepreneurship? Has always been. I mean, it's not like there's anything new playing out. It's just that I think because of availability of resources and there have always been only few entrepreneurs who actually made things happen. And they shared the same trade with Henry Ford against all odds. Like those journeys, those stories are the same. Just that because there's so many accelerators now, People who actually usually do the job are now have an opportunity to run that experiment. It's like what was earlier a project in business school becomes a full-fledged startup now. It's less about an idea. It's about the individual and how much they are driven to make the thing. Like just the other day I had someone ask me, so it's been four years, what are you thinking in terms of exit? As an entrepreneur, we are thinking about how many will we can build and grow and uh, what are the options in front of us. Mm -hmm. But that is not the end goal. Those are like the things that you have as you have product roadmap. But see, the whole idea to do this is to build the things so it can go to millions of people. They experience the thing. That is what drives us. It's not some other element of it. If we do that, like I, I think some football coach once said, the score will take care of itself, right? If you do the right thing, if you practice every day, if people are getting the value from the application they're building, which a football coach has, we can measure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If every day you are caring about making the product stable, delivering value, then I think everything else will just happen.